So, who are we going to cancel today, Caitlin? Once again, we are forced to cancel the Washington Post. I mean, look, it's it's a never-ending stream of content for us. <sighs> okay? <laughs> just doing our jobs for us. Hey everyone, I'm Caitlin Burns. And I'm Oliver Ash Klein. And you're listening to Cancel Me Daddy. The show where we take a closer look at all of the Panic Ground cancel culture. With thoughtful analysis. And verbal shitposting. Um, so I just ordered a t-shirt that I think that you're going to cancel me for, Caitlin. Oh, really? What's that? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a Lisa Frank style shirt and it's just got Lisa Frank dicks all over it. Huh? What? Yeah. A Lisa Frank dick shirt. Do you want me to show it to you? Yes, please. What the hell is that? gonna have a cropped lisa frank dick shirt jesus christ and i thought i was here for ordering a new overwatch shirt (laughs) (laughs) look look i'm i'm getting into my summer femboy summer and i needed a rainbow dick shirt what are we gonna do with you all or honestly cancel me (laughs) probably should cancel me so i feel always feel very uncomfortable asking for money but um i have realized that if all of our listeners give like one dollar uh per month we would be sustainable as a show so i thought it would be really good to add like a one in three dollar tip tier um to our patreon so folks who want to support us yeah Yeah. um but you know who just want to like support us just a little bit to to keep the show going i think that that would be really delightful and appreciated and just like wanted to to make that an option because one thing that i'm thinking about and we've been talking about is how to make our show sustainable and keep it going because right now it's it's a lot of work it is a lot of work it's a labor of love still (laughs) Mm-hmm. But you know this is capitalism. We should, you know, think about profit eventually. <laughs> yeah, how can we make our labor of love not like super profitable, but like you know sustainable, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So if you want to support our labor of love slash shit posting slash informing you about cancel culture, <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash cancel me daddy. So Oliver, mm-hmm. the Washington Post, huh? There has been a lot going on over there. There's been lots of drama, yeah. lots of lots of turmoil. Can you? So I've been I've been keeping yeah. kind of a, a rough eye on it, but I'm wondering if you can kind of like get me up to speed, give me like the big picture overview. So yeah, I, you know, it all started in like early June, actually, um, where political reporter Dave Weigel actually retweeted pretty misogynistic, evilist joke. It was so bad. And the joke said, every girl is bi. You just have to figure out if it's polar or sexual. Um, Which is pretty cringe, to be honest, you know, in my opinion. Uh, You know, he was criticized for it, obviously, because... 
you can't have as many followers as he has and do that and not get pushback for it. That's just how the internet works. Um, so he did delete his retweet and apologize for it, but they still ended up suspending him for a month without pay um, for retweeting the joke. Wow. Okay. I, I did not know that. That that surprises me pleasantly. Yeah. I think there's some nuance to it, right? Which right, I'm happy sure. to break down. And I think we might disagree slightly on this. Um, but there's a second part of this, and that mm-hmm. is that Post reporter Felicia Sunmez, who we've talked about, I think, on the show before. She's the one who was barred by editors from covering um, sexual assault matters because she very publicly came out as a sexual assault survivor. Mm-hmm. So she has like this history of tension with uh, Washington Post editors and hires up. Of course. Um, so she, you know, she was one of Weigel's most firm critics. On um, on Twitter, you know, there were a couple of tweets of hers. She wrote on Twitter, uh, it's fantastic to work at a news outlet where retweets like this are allowed. Talking about Weigel's retweet. She also allegedly confronted Weigel in an internal company Slack channel, asking, uh, tagging him on Slack and saying, I'm sorry, but what is this? And said that in the channel, she said that the retweet sent a confusing message about what the post's values are. She's kind of one of the people who was most sharply criticizing Weigel for this mm-hmm. um, and, and followed, you know, official channels uh, by putting it on, on company Slack. You know, she had one tweet about it, but um, mm-hmm. it, it sounds to me mo- like most of the communication was internal on the, on the Slack um and like a week later after the suspension they fired her for all of this yeah i did read that she had some like tweet threads um publicly like criticizing the post and internal culture that yeah and i know that like like the higher-ups are sent a message like being like we need to play nice with each other kind of thing yeah but my understanding is a lot of the tweet threads was more like general post culture um and not so so much specifically about weigel Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that her firing was preceded by some tweet threads. Yeah, I think from from an outside perspective, it really played into the preconceived notion that there are, please forgive me for saying this, this is not me speaking, but this is how a lot of trolls perceive things. But like people perceived it as like woke leftist journos causing disruption, right, in their workplace, which is like mm-hmm. the narrative that a lot of these cancel culture bros yeah. are, are pushing, right? So I think that from an outside perspective, a lot of people seized on that as like, aha, finally we have this proof. But like, I kind of have a problem with all of this in different ways. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think she should have been fired for any of that. Like, it's very clear that she's had a long-standing disagreement with with management at the post over a variety of things. And and I also really don't think that he should have been so harshly punished for the retweet. And I know that's not a very popular thing to say. Let me explain my thoughts on this. And I've gone back and forth on this a dozen times, and I'm sure I'll change my mind again. But like, yeah, let's talk about it. It was an awful joke. 
awful joke. Like, first of all, it's not funny. So, like, that offends me as somebody who who likes funny shit. Uh, the joke's not funny. Uh, it's very misogynistic. Um, no doubt about it. But he did delete it and apologize for it before the suspension happened. Right? Mm. Which, like... We talk a lot about taking accountability on this uh, show. And like, what else would we want him to do after the fact? Like, yes, obviously, Mm. we don't want him to retweet it in the first place. That is very quite clear. That is everybody's hope. (laughs) But like, what more could he have done after the fact? And did it warrant more on top of the deletion and the apology. And that's the part that I keep going back and forth on. And I'm like, well, (sighs) and I think where I've landed is that it was fine for him to experience professional consequences for this, but like a whole month without pay Mm -hmm. seems like a lot to me. It does seem like a lot. Yeah. And I'm just trying to be completely honest here. Like in this whole thing, Sanma's is clearly the one that was more harshly wrong. So like, don't think of this as like me Sticking up for like Dave Weigel. (laughs) No, no, we're not doing that. (laughs) I don't know. The whole thing just seems poorly managed to me. So we should cancel the Washington Post. We should cancel the Washington Washington Post. Post. Not, yeah, yeah, not (laughs) as an institution. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I was saying like, oh, like I, I am surprised and pleasantly that there was consequences. But yeah, I, I agree that that's like a pretty extreme punishment now you know like a week without pay two weeks without pay sounds more in line with yeah with that but a month is is a lot i mean he's a politics reporter he's not able to cover a bunch of things now you know we're in election season so he does a lot of election coverage i don't know like i i feel uncomfortable with it all And, and the bigger outrage by far should be sanmez's firing like I don't have a good recommendation for for it and I think a lot of these like classes are like actually really terrible um but like a really good sensitivity training like a like a six-week course like let's put them on yes I think that actually would be (laughs) helpful I don't know if I I'm being naive but I I do think that he'd get something out of something like that because one of my frustrations with Dave is he makes these comments every once in a while where he's like, you know, mm-hmm. if the Dems were going to compromise about anything, it could be on, you know, trans athletes, right? Because like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I, I don't think he's the type of guy that gets on and thinks before he tweets. Like, is it weird that people will, will tweet without thinking? Like, I like to think that I put a lot of thought into my tweets. So that, that's not always the case. I mean, uh, the COVID vaccine tweet that I did was very clearly not done thinking, right? But most of the time, I'm like thinking very carefully about the words that I'm using, unless I'm like super pissed. But I think there are some people that genuinely log on to Twitter and just fire from the hip. And I'm like, bro. I feel like that's really a lot easier to do if you're a white dude. Yes. And get away with true right so that's another dynamic so it's Mm -hmm. like it's good that somebody actually stepped up and was like no you crossed a line and you have to face some consequences for it so that's why i'm saying like i i'm torn on all of this stuff Mm -hmm. Um, yeah totally you know and i i think also like 
there is something like if you have a lot of followers, like you should probably be a little bit more thoughtful about what you tweet because yeah. like more people are going to see it and like you're more likely to spread misinformation or like hate or whatever. Right. Yeah. But also like, you know, Twitter is kind of like set up in such a way that like you're not encouraged to think before you tweet or retweet. And like, so we also have to have space for like people not thinking that much. Like I've sent bad tweets before. Who hasn't? <laughs> not that bad though. You know, that's like a special right. kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the post has like a policy against like not making them look bad. <laughs> Um, they even have that policy supposedly for freelancers because I remember signing, you know, I've done a little bit of work for them and I remember signing like a contributor contract that talked about how I should tweet. And I'm like, I'm not, uh, I'm not reading that. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Good for you. Or sorry that happened, but I ain't reading all that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's talk about Felicia. Somnes. Let let's talk yeah, let's about what's going on there. So so she got fired. Mm-hmm. And I actually like find myself I'm not having complicated feelings because I think that everything that she's been saying has been like totally justified and like mm-hmm. good journalists are people who will speak truth to power, yeah. right? And like call out bullshit. And so like actually um the things that like she's getting fired for are actually a really good indication that she's probably a pretty good damn good reporter and like doesn't yeah. take bullshit from people. And as much as I hate to say this because I disagree with it ideologically, mm-hmm. um, but like, I'm not surprised that the post fired her. I'm not either. Right. Like, like as much as I'm like, what she was saying is justified and we should be able to like be critical of our employers. If you're publicly critical of your employer, there's a really good chance you're going to get fired. And so like, as much as I like, I'm like, this is like messed up in a lot of ways. Yeah. I'm also like not surprised. Like I want the world to be like perfect in the ways that I want it to be perfect, but it's not. <laughs> and so yeah. like, like I'm like, oh, we, we kind of have to like figure out like what we can do in the world that we live in. And I feel like I don't think that there's a scenario where like the post policies change anytime in the near future where like she wouldn't get fired or like the way that management works. Because like, management is like invested in like protecting the reputation of the post right yeah like that that and so like i guess like i i think it's bullshit but i'm also like really not surprised and i'm not sure like what reasonably like could change i think they wanted her to shut up yeah um and finally decided they had enough but also like i don't think she was saying anything inaccurate or unfair Mm -mm. to them Oh, no, not at all. So, like you said, I I, I wasn't surprised either. Um, but at the same time, it's like, if you're a, a reporter and you're looking at the Washington Post, you, you have job offers from, like, the Post, the Times, and, like, the Atlantic, and you're looking at that, and you're somebody who uses Twitter quite often, you're going to look at this and judge, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The other thing that comes to mind, too, is like, isn't this what the cancel culture discourse is supposed to be all about? Like, we talk so much about like these high minded ideals of freedom of speech when it comes to some random professor at like Oberlin 
that's the running joke right <laughs> but it, those the, these conversations are never really had when it's you know felicia sadna's at the washington post mm. yeah none of the cancel culture bros are coming out to speak up for her no they were mostly i think against her really because they were mad that she criticized a white guy <laughs> yeah they're they're standing up for 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 dave and his yeah. you know month month without pay but the the reporter yeah. who got fired for like just talking about reality yeah. um and not being bigoted yeah it, it's an inconsistency it's totally yeah. crap and it, it's right. not only inconsistency it's like it's like what he was saying was like objectively more offensive and harmful than yes. what felicia was saying and actually what felicia was saying like was yeah. actually like true and not fucked up <laughs> um and so yeah no it's like such a egregious double standard there's, there's another part of this too that i think we missed actually in the recap oh, and yeah. that is um Samnas and another post reporter got in a very public spat over this uh, and there's a reporter jose del real he tweeted that the, that Weigel's true is terrible and unacceptable. He, but he said, rallying the internet to attack him for a mistake he made doesn't actually solve anything. We all mess up in some way or another. There is such a thing as challenging with compassion. Sanna's re responded saying calling out sexism isn't cruelty, but something that is absolutely necessary. And they went back and forth several times. Um, and I think it ended up being that that post management had to step in on that, right? But like Del Real hasn't been punished in any of all of this, right? Mm -mm. But he added to the sort of looky loo part of this where um, you know, if it's an information highway, people driving by are gonna look at the car crash, right? Like that's how <laughs> that's how the world works. That's how mm -hmm. the highways work. That's how Twitter works also. The whole thing is just like these are things that happen on Twitter. This is not the first time this stuff has happened online, right? I feel like companies, no matter if you're the Washington Post or whatever, need to know how to handle all of this. And I don't think they did a good job. I mean, I just like if they don't want people using Twitter the way that like Twitter is built to be used, they should just tell their reporters not to have a Twitter. <laughs> like honestly i mean like twitter twitter is does not exist for like i'm sharing this article i wrote right. and polite public discussion right like that's not what, what twitter is for yeah it, it's never been about what twitter is for but i think that there are a lot of corporate lawyers who wish that's what twitter was for <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is it's just not that way right and like no I don't know how to fix all of this. And this is a recurring problem that keeps happening throughout our show. It's like, I don't know. I do. How, what? Cancel capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know yes. that's, I, I was just talking about how I'm all about realistic solutions <laughs> and living in reality. And then I come out with that. I'm very chaotic and inconsistent. I'm. <laughs> this whole thing is a mess. I should note too, that uh, we did ask, Felicia, if she wanted to come on the show, she did not respond to the requests. So in true chaotic fashion, I'm going to completely, completely reverse what I said about like, of course, of course, the Washington Post is going to fire Felicia um, because yes, of course, but actually, like, I think maybe we should have trauma informed workplaces and when workplaces cause trauma to their employees, um, 
support them instead of firing them and understand the way that they're acting out because of that trauma and fuck that so anyway real chaotic for me go go doing a whole 180 (laughs) look i'm processing in real time and y'all are hearing it and i'm being messy cancel me like i don't know (laughs) yeah i mean who hasn't had some good workplace trauma Okay, I am so ready to cancel some things, Caitlin. I haven't yeah. gotten to cancel things for two weeks. Yeah. And like I need I need my I need my shot of canceling, you know? We have a lot of cancellations this week because some shit went down. <laughs> well, good, good. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my fill of canceling. Cause <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we we only we're only able to come out every other week. And so like I'm not next week I'm not gonna be able to cancel anything. <laughs> So we we got we got I gotta get a lot of canceling in right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you want to help Oliver cancel more often, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, please, please, shameless plug for our Patreon. <laughs> um, okay, so one of our listeners wanted us to cancel Adderall shortages, which is fair. Like, yeah. You sometimes you need your brain meds to do your work and mm-hmm. actually made the great suggestion of everyone affected by the Adderall shortage should just strike. We should all stop working um, because the society is set up for neurotypical people and neurodivergent people who need Adderall shouldn't have to work if they don't have the meds that they need to to deal with our society. That makes sense. Yeah, I support the strike. It sounds not like a realistic ask, but I support the idea of it. And I think it's cool. And fuck medication shortages. We're also going to cancel treating pandemic safety like a personal choice rather than a public health concern. Two years later. Yes. Um, still doing this. Um, if only if only we ta- treated it like a public health concern in the very beginning this all could have been over a year and a half ago but we're here now can i pretty please do the next one yeah we're canceling the new york times do we know why we're canceling the new york times i know this is an out of context cancellation there's just been so much in the last two weeks that they've done. Uh, i'm guessing it's their new york times magazine feature story about trans teens that one made me really mad yeah, I yeah we're we're canceling the New York Times for spreading hate and misinformation. Platforming conversion therapists. Um, so we're also going to cancel bad therapists. Yeah, I have therapy in about half an hour. Well, we 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 better get canceling. <laughs> <laughs> Another listener wants to cancel Hillary Clinton. Yes, that sounds great. My mom's going to be really mad if she's listening, but I'm canceling Hillary Clinton. And I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I got in trouble this week on Twitter for criticizing her again. I mean, maybe she shouldn't be so turfy. I'm not sure if that's what you were criticizing her for. There's a lot to criticize her for. Oh, no, it was, but you said it. <laughs> um, oh, going to cancel generational trauma. That sounds great. Yes. Um, okay, this one has a lot of context, but it's hilarious <laughs> and really frustrating. Um, one of our listeners wants us to cancel their exes. I love canceling people's exes. It's a lot of fun um, for not changing their fucking address for two years after moving out and getting their tax documents. Yeah. Like, I, I guess, like, I just wouldn't want my ex to get my tax documents. That no. sounds that sounds bad. No, you gotta you gotta do the paperwork. Anyway, 
if you if you want to uh, submit to out of context cancellations, you should join our Discord and become a Patreon. We've just added some new tiers with some cool rewards and also some less expensive rewards if you just want to say thank you for making the show, things like that. Um, your support helps us become a weekly show. You can check that out at patreon.com slash cancel me daddy. Today's show was made by me, Oliver Ash Klein, and my really fabulous co-host, Caitlin Burns. Daniel Peterson made our theme song and Eden MW designed our graphics. Our show is made possible by the incredible cancelers supporting our work, especially the members of our Cancelor Hall of Fame, with the great power to cancel all of their enemies. Meg. We appreciate your support. Happy canceling!